Our doctor is in, and so are the doctors of Capital Health. Welcome to the all-new Health 411. Every Sunday morning at 10, Dr. Jonathan Karp, along with our respected panel of guests from Capital Health, take you on an important medical journey to help you navigate your health and the healthcare system. To reach your destination, good health. Health 411 is underwritten by Capital Health. Minds advancing medicine. Capital Health is the region's leader in providing progressive quality patient care with exceptional physicians, nurses, and staff, as well as advanced technology. 107.7 The Bronx and 107.7 TheBronc.com proudly nominated for National Association of Broadcasters 2019, 21, and 22 Marconi Award for Best College Radio Station. And the winner of the 2023 IBS College Media Award for universities under 10,000 students. We are broadcasting from the Bronx All Digital Studios on the campus of Ryder University. Welcome to Health 411. I'm your host, Professor Jonathan Karp. This Health 411 program is presented by Capital Health. In Health 411, we discuss a variety of issues affecting health and wellness, public health, healthcare policy, and the science of health and health care. Our goal is to expand your knowledge and your perspective. Today, we, are, we welcome to the program R.J. Kedzioria. Did I say that close? No. Not even close. Kedziora. Kedziora, and I apologize for that. I should have asked you that beforehand. Um, RJ is the co-founder of Astenda Solutions. Um, and why don't we begin with a little bit of background and you tell us um, something about your background that some of our listeners might be interested in, how you founded, how you got involved or created um, Astenda Solutions. Yeah, great. Um, thanks for having me on, on, on the podcast. Looking forward to it and, and sharing my stories and, and experience. So I got started in software development at a very early age. I was, I was fortunate, you know, as I was growing up in the 80s, computers just started coming out, um, you know, and being accessible. And I started programming, you know, friends would have computers and they'd want to play the games and I'd want to like figure out what I could do. And, you know, I never quite got to the hacking stage, but um, definitely was like, what can I actually do with this computer? And went to college for computer science, got um, into software development, um, first starting out in uh, the steel industry, which is crazy. Um, oh, wow. mainframe, pro mainframe programming, uh, which was interesting, and then moved on to client server technologies, uh, web development, uh, mobile development, you know, now cloud and, and AI. So I've had this long journey of, of being in, in software development. Wow. Uh, working for big corporations, smaller organizations, some startups, and it just through the natural evolution, moved up into you know project management, product management, and my co-founder Drew Lewis and I got together and said, hey, you know, let's let's start a, you know our own consulting organization doing this. You know, we, we saw the opportunities out there, particularly in healthcare. So um, how it, so it, how it, did somebody with a computer science tech background sort of find the, the world of custom healthcare software. It, it, it's to be successful in software development, it's not good enough to just be a coder. You need to understand and empathize with your user um, and, and really being able to figure out how they think, how they operate, what their needs are. And, and that's where I was successful over those years. So I still code just enough to be dangerous, but not in my day-to-day my -day, you know, world anymore. Nowadays, I 
I, I consider myself the, the overall solution architect. But I, I've developed solutions, you know, I mentioned the steel industry, you know, we, we were doing lab testing, railroad car scheduling systems, developed accounting systems over the years. And all of those things are very important. They're, they're great and they're challenging. But healthcare is, is the, probably the last industry to really embrace the idea of data and, and algorithms. There, there's definitely a lot of technology in healthcare. Um, but it, it's still, there's so much data and challenges that are available. That's what drove my interest in, in, towards the healthcare arena. Plus you have the aspect of, of, of feeling of giving back. Um, you know, it's like, okay, great that that railroad car got to where it needed to go. But as we've developed solutions for our customers over the years, um, we very much are on the innovative side of things where, to, where it's really interesting. It's like, okay, here's a problem, here's a challenge. How are we going to approach this? How are we going to help improve the health of people with diabetes, chronic heart disease, um, sleep disorders? You know, how are we going to develop solutions to do that for the patient, share that information with the provider um, and make that effective? You know, so a lot of the times we find ourselves on the innovative end. So like, some, for somebody who was, you know, trained, you mentioned like mainframes and DOS prompts and stuff like that. And you're working in corporate America, you know, having a great job doing these things. How, like, who introduced you to healthcare? Was it, like, like how did you know there was a need? How do you, you know, I'm making trains work on time. <laughs> how did you, like, how do you find that out? Yeah, it, it's, it's a series of fortuitous events. Um, you know, I used to work for a, a con before we, we, we started to send a, a consulting organization um, that was in the pharma region. Um, so that was oh, how I got uh, okay, so it was involved like in one like of the, places the healthcare you side right. of things and, and transition from drugs and, and medications, um, you know, over into more of a healthcare and a, a digital health um, realm. Would you say it was a difficult transition or did it happen sort of naturally being in software development for so long? It, it, it happened naturally because I got into part of what I was doing and, and many people, you know, you're doing the requirements analysis and, and now it's more what they call product managers, product development, figuring out what those challenges are. So it's, you know, talking to the users, whether they're business users or, you know, physicians in the hospital. Um, or primary care doctors or patients, you know, coming into the hospital or at home, you know, what are their challenges? So it's by asking questions. And so it was, it was switching into that domain of healthcare of, of okay, what are the questions you need to ask? Um, and, and, you know, going through interview processes with those, those people to design those systems and solutions and, that's what we do today as an cool. organization. Did you always wanted to be? Did you always want to be an entrepreneur and a, a business owner, um, or did something happen and you say, "I don't want to work for this corporation. I don't want this consulting work anymore. I can do this on my own." Yeah, I, I do enjoy being on my own, being that entrepreneur. Um, I, I have more of a sense of control. Yes, you definitely still answer to customers and clients and. and you know, board of directors and, and things like that. But over the years, I've actually started a, a business um, to sell cake. Um, oh, really? Go as, 
didn't go as well as I would have hoped. It was everybody's sort of second, you know, job kind of thing. So it never quite took off. But, you know, I, I bake a lot at, at home and, you know, baked a line of uh, healthier cakes for you, um, which was rather interesting. It didn't quite go anywhere. And then um, we developed some technology while we were at Ascenda, uh, my company, uh, around diabetes management. And we actually, in the mid 20 teams created a second company um, to commercialize that software. So whereas Ascenda today goes to, and it has many customers, Fortune 50 startup organizations, government agencies, and we're developing solutions for them. It's like, okay, wait a minute, we have this piece of software here that we can take it to market. And so we created a second organization, yeah, 2016, 2017 mm -hmm. kind of timeframe around diabetes management. So is, um, is that what your website calls comprehensive diabetes management program? Yes, when and, you talk and, about and track the my diabetes. diabetes management program. That's yeah. where Ascenda got our start um, way back in the 2003 with the Giles and Diabetes Center, uh, which is one mm -hmm. of the premier research institutions up in, in Boston, and a congressional, congressional grant for development of a diabetes platform for military healthcare. So we worked with folks like Walter Reed Army Medical wow. Center, the Boston VA, got involved in with the right. Indian Health Services here in, in the United States, um, still working with the Indian Health Services today. So we developed that platform and it was turned into open source software over the years. Uh, and, and that's what gave us this opportunity to then take that solution, which brought together the information, the now continuous glucose monitoring information, your blood glucose information, how are you doing um, from a, a perspective of a person with diabetes, you have to manage your blood glucose. Yes, I want, um, I, and I do want to hear more about this, RJ. Unfortunately, yeah. we're hitting up against our time to take a little break for our underwriting announcements, but we'll be right back with our conversation with RJ on Health 411. You're listening to 107.7 The Bronx and 1077 The Bronx. Health 411 Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Capital Health. If someone you loved was sick, how far would you go to make sure they got the best care? Your mother, your sister, your best friend, your neighbor, your son? How far would you go for doctors who will meet with you longer so they really get to know you and who collaborate across disciplines so that they can devise a plan of care that's uniquely right for you? There's no doctor too far, no care too distant, that you wouldn't go there. And for more than 100 years, so has Capital Health. From our hospitals in Trenton and Hopewell, to our primary care offices all across Mercer, Bucks, and Burlington counties, to right here at Ryder University, Capital Health has the team of doctors, nurses, experts, specialists, and staff that you can count on to care as much about your loved ones as you do. Because you'd go to the ends of the earth if someone you loved was sick. And so do we, Capital Health. There's no appointment needed for this doctor's visit. Now back to the all-new Health 411, underwritten by Capital Health, Minds Advancing medicine 107.7 the bronc 1077thebronc.com we are continuing our conversation on health 411 with um rj Kedziora, and i apologize for that <laughs> for some reason it. my speech impediment because those you have, you have that interesting combination of letters that are hard for me to pronounce like i continue to apologize for that i am a biology professor but rj is the co-founder um 
solutions architect and uh, chief people officer, he calls himself Astenda Solutions, which is a company um, in our area that does custom healthcare software. And RJ was telling us a little about the, 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 the genesis of Astenda, which started out in glucose monitor, monitoring. Um, and I'm assuming you were at the forefront of you know, glucose monitoring going away from like the test strips, either with blood or with urine, all of a sudden it became data collection. And you guys started a company to manage that. Yeah, it was, it was dev we're on the consulting side. So we have worked with all these various organizations yeah. over the years and continuum have expanded beyond diabetes mm -hmm. these days. But our, our genesis was in, in the area of diabetes because there's just so much data now available as part of that journey. And it's not just the data of the individual, that glucose information. You also want to bring together the clinical information and behavioral information to create that comprehensive picture of the patient. What is going on in this person's life? Um, and, and that's how you're going to drive better treatment decisions from the health with the, you know, your healthcare providers. And you as an individual, the better you take care of yourself, the better off you're going to be with a lot of these chronic conditions. Um, at one point, I was 50 pounds heavier than I am today um, and was not quite on that journey to, to diabetes, but recognized, okay, this is not the path to be on. And, and through improving my, my eating habits and, and improving exercise, and I was able to, to lose wow. that weight and still, still hold off on most of it. Good for you. Did you use your own product to help you? <laughs> no, because I, I never, it was our the products and stuff that we developed were, were very diabetes specific. Oh, okay. Um, so we weren't in that area. But so, so yeah, we, we've definitely been along that journey of where it was like really difficult to get that data. Um, and now it's built into products to be able to push that data to the cloud and and how do you bring it together and share it in the electronic medical records for the, for the provider. We had, you know, institutions be like, here's our database, you know, help figure it out. Um, whereas now there's, you know, if you're familiar with FHIR, um, it's an API-based protocol for communicating with EMRs. Um, it's still relatively new. No, um, I'm not familiar with FHIR. Can you, no, can you, you tell, us, can you tell we, us what that is? We can take a deep dive. So, <laughs> you know, going back decades, there were, you know, you transmitted information with HL7 messaging. Okay. Um, but not a lot of people understood HL7 messaging. There was a, a heavy learning curve. Uh, we transitioned, I don't know, probably 10 years ago to an API, very standards-based API approach called FHIR, F-H-I-R, um, Fast Healthcare Interoperability, I think is what it stands for. Um, and the key to it now is so many more people understand how to do API-driven healthcare. So there are still definitely challenges in exchanging information and getting information out of EMRs. Um, it was sort of a, an industry joke, I would say, you know, you've seen one implementation, you've seen one implementation. Because uh, there, are, there are differences in how you can use the standard and how you code data within the systems. But that's the key to everything we do. It's all about the data and understanding the data and getting information out of that. Um, and how do you present it to the user? So is that related to the the sort of the the you have this custom healthcare stuff that you build the software? The other half of of what um, Ascenda does is data analytics. How does that relate to the the sort of the use of the fire electronic medical records collection? Yeah. So once you bring this data together, 
um, and have, you know, for, for diabetes, the glucose information, insulin information, how much insulin you're taking, uh, if you're, you know, your blood pressure information, uh, sleep data, you know, if you're having problems and sleep's challenging, or if you're exercising your heart rate. How do you analyze and make use of all of this data? And it, it's, it's very much about algorithms. And now, you know, everybody's talking about AI. AI. Everybody's talking about chat, GPT, that's like the thing. But all of that AI is dependent on having data. That's the key to, to all of this. So, and I know you had a, a previous guest talking about data governance, and we're heavily in, involved in that because it is, it's about managing the data uh, and the data platforms that are using to train the AI systems. So we can help you get the data, analyze the data, develop the algorithms, present it back to the users to help make better decisions for your own health or you know, if you're a healthcare provider for your patients. But, but, you, but Estenda was doing this way before um, you know, chat GT <laughs> was, was available. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we, we just um, fortunate to hit our twentieth twentieth anniversary yeah, wow. early this year. So, so you guys are no longer a startup. You're really you're like, you, <laughs> no you, longer you're, a startup. Yeah. Yeah. You're well established here. Um, and so in your in your expansion of all the kind of things you can do, do, do you have like who are your customers? Mm -hmm. Can can a patient say I want help managing my disease or my family's disease or who who do you guys talk to? Yeah, great, great question. We work with other companies, you know, so other companies come to us, whether they're Fortune 50, you know, medical device manufacturers, um, interested in analyzing the data, interested in connecting to an EMR, um, developing new methods of visualizing that data, or doctors and healthcare practitioners. They'll have an idea for, you know, a new product, a, a new way to um, address a sleep disorder or um, PTSD kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And we will help you develop that idea. Um, you know, what does it actually mean um, to create a digital health application um, today? There's a lot of things to consider. Um, mm -hmm. There's probably 300,000 or so digital health huh. applications out there. And there's a, a relatively new concept, probably within the last 10 years, of what's called a digital therapeutic application. And the general difference between digital health and digital therapeutics is think of um, supplements versus medications and drugs. You know, there's lots of supplements out there, just like there are lots of digital health applications. They sort of work, you're not entirely sure, there's some research, but then you have medications and digital therapeutic applications, which have gone through extensive clinical trials, usually randomized clinical trials, the gold standard, have gone through FDA level review to prove that these things now work. Mm -hmm. And so we can help you, whether you're a Fortune 50 or a startup organization, develop these applications. Uh, Estenda is what's called ISO 1345 certified, which basically means we have a well-documented, well-structured quality management system mm -hmm. um, to keep it really short and sweet. Yeah. Um, so for, and for, and for, and for medicines, of, yeah. of software development. For, for medications, it's a little easier because you know what to look for, um, theoretically. <laughs> um, for some of the supplements and stuff, it's, it's sort of a wide open world because you don't always know what to look for because, you know, improve health, you know, boost immunity. Like, what does that mean? Um, can your data collection, can you, can you guys help work with a company to parse that kind of information? 
Yes, absolutely. That's a, that's a big aspect of, of what we do and, and understanding that data and driving value right. from that information. For so whether client. it's blood glucose information, you know, sleep information, heart rate, uh, data, blood pressure, uh, you know, the, all, all of those data and then bring together the clinical information and then, you know, driving that into AI algorithms. Yeah. Um, oh, I oh, I want to hear more about that integration because um, I'm particularly interested in that. But again, we need to take a break for some underwriting announcements. We'll be right back with our conversation with RJ Kedziora um, of Ascenda Solutions. Um, you're listening to 1077 The Bronx and 1077 The Bronx Doc. Health 411 Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Capital Health. If someone you loved was sick, how far would you go to make sure they got the best care? Your mother, your sister, your best friend, your neighbor, your son? How far would you go for doctors who will meet with you longer so they really get to know you and who collaborate across disciplines so that they can devise a plan of care that's uniquely right for you? There's no doctor too far, no care too distant, that you wouldn't go there. And for more than 100 years, so has Capital Health. From our hospitals in Trenton and Hopewell, to our primary care offices all across Mercer, Bucks, and Burlington counties, to right here at Ryder University, Capital Health has the team of doctors, nurses, experts, specialists, and staff that you can count on to care as much about your loved ones as you do. Because you'd go to the ends of the earth if someone you loved was sick. And so do we, Capital Health. There's no appointment needed for this doctor's visit. Now back to the all-new Health 411, underwritten by Capital Health, Minds Advancing Medicine. 107.7 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. Welcome back to Health 411. We are continuing our conversation with RJ Kedziora, who is one of the founders of Astenda Solutions. Astenda Solutions is a custom healthcare software company and data analytics company. And at the end of the last segment, RJ was telling a little bit about the capabilities of the kind of software they build in the data collection. And I have to tell you, one of my pet peeves of things that can measure things are, I'm just, you know, like aura rings and things like that. They measure stuff just because, the, oh, you're wearing one. <laughs> I might be stepping in something. Maybe they're one of your clients. Um, they could be. But it's, nah. that's a great example of something. They measure stuff because they can, right? And it doesn't always have a reason for measuring it. The, you know, the Fitbits and all that sort of stuff. They can measure stuff. But what does it all mean? Can your software, are you in the sort of helping companies figure out, connecting it to actually health outcomes? Yeah, it is a key thing. And it even speaks to my personal journey. I, I race a lot of triathlons over the years kind of thing. And just being in the healthcare industry, I've been um, very aware of all of these different devices to track different um, you know, biometric information uh, about you as an individual, and as, as I would train kind of thing, I were some of the early, you know, heart rate tracking devices, which had all sorts of wires and connected to different places on your body. To mm -hmm. to now, it's it's really, and that's why we're the the aura ring today, because it's just really easy and to track that information. Um, and, and I just don't have to worry about it. It's just it's just another ring, just you know, that I wear all the time. Right. Um, which is really nice. But yeah, the the big question is, you know, okay, now that I have all of this data what do we do with it and, and that is as part of you know if you come you know work with Ascenda that we can help figure that journey out and how do you you know it's like okay you're a medical provider there are i'll say 50 there's a lot more 
but health applications out there. You know, if you have 50 different patients coming to you with different applications saying, hey, look at my data, you, you know, you're, you only have 10 minutes if you're lucky with this patient, that becomes o overwhelming. So, you know, how do you find the relevant information and surface that to the individual patient, to the provider, and let them know, okay, here is something that's meaningful. Here is something you can take action on. Um, yeah, we, we help companies so, you know, from so if, large and small. If I, had, if I had a company and I was in the healthcare business, could I come to Estenda and say, you know, I have so much data to go through, but this is what I want to be able to find out from each patient and have you guys provide it? Or do you guys say, I, the, for the people come to you and say, I have all this data, I don't know what's important yet. Can you help me figure it out? It, it's both. Um, we do have, you know, PhD researchers on staff um, to help, you know, drive those, those data analytics. And a lot of what we create is, is innovative. And it's one thing for me or someone else to say, hey, I think this is going to work. You have to prove it, you know, so the, the PhDs that we have on staff will help um, design clinical trials. Okay. Um, but, you know, then you take it out into the real world with patients and, and doctors and, you know, see if it actually works, do the, the analysis of that data and, and publish, you know, in, in various journals. And that's one of the things, you know, as a developer, QA person, um, quality assurance person, tester, uh, or an analyst, you know, as part of the Ascenda team, we provide you with education and training around what you are working on. So if you're working mm -hmm. on a diabetes project, we're going to train you on diabetes so that you can understand the problem space, the domain that you're working in. You're not going to be a doctor. Um, you're not going to be treating patients. But the more you understand what you're doing, the better decisions you're going to make as as you're developing the solution and talking to those patients, talking to the physicians. Are some of the, the, the people you have on staff, the, the people designing the studies, um, some of them like maybe like with psychology backgrounds, human factors, uh, trying to figure out what's the best way to, to make it easy for people to find the information and present that? Mm -hmm. is, is that part of the software um, engineering that you guys do? Yeah, human factors, user experience design. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we have done lab-based studies o over the years kind of thing with, with solutions. It's like, and, and you, you, with particular mobile apps, then you'll have them walk through and talk out loud of what they're thinking as they're doing it. And now there's even technology that you can see, you know, what they click and when they click and how long they hover over something to, you know, where is the user of the application right. or website really paying attention and really focusing on it. It's like, okay. Are they focusing on what we thought we, you know, we wanted them to, or are they, you know, they're over here on the other side of the screen. Well, we didn't think about that enough. Um, so yeah, it's getting that feedback is, is huge as part of it. And it's part of why we train our developers in, you know, the medical area that they're, they're working in with, you know, so then they have that better understanding of the empathy of understanding what the user is going through. And, and I, I saw on your website that you and and or the company of Ascenda um, has patents. Um, are the patents related to the 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 pr presentation of the data that you're collecting and the analytics? Is that what they are all about? Yeah, we've been very fortunate over the years. Some of the clients we've worked with, we have been so much a part of what was developed um, that they're like, okay, it makes sense to include, you know, individuals in the Ascenda team as part of the patent. We don't own anything. 
Um, it's always, you know, the customer, the client that, that owns all the right. But yeah, it just demonstrates how much we are part of what is being created that, you know, in some instances, they've, they've decided to put, you know, team members on the patent. That's really so cool. one of the overarching themes of, you know, patient data and data analytics in this field is HIPAA. And so I want to know, how does your company embrace HIPAA in terms of all of its privacy and everything that goes into that? It, it starts at the very beginning um, from a software development perspective in, in, in doing what's called, you know, design, secure by design. And I think as you are developing that solution from the ground up, making sure that you incorporate the ideas of, of privacy and security. You know, cybersecurity is a huge thing. Um, but what a lot of people don't realize when you're developing mobile applications, everyone knows HIPAA, 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 HIPAA. Um, but if you're not a healthcare entity, you are not bound by HIPAA. So there are a lot of organizations out there that are collecting health data um, that aren't covered by HIPAA, really? but they are covered by the FTC. The FTC has privacy regulations and they're going after people. You know, some of the bigger cases they're going after Facebook um, for collecting information, but they're going after some you know, healthcare organizations, some of those you know, medical device companies out there that have this health data, you know, if you're not sharing it with the, you know, the healthcare providers, then you're not covered right. under. So you, HIPAA. Mean, so you mean uh, the, the, the MRI machine people, the, all those high end diagnostic things that are collecting all this data, they're, th th what they collect is not governed by HIPAA? They, they are because it's in a healthcare setting. Oh, oh okay. That's the key. So, how it's being used, who's right. using it. So what it? would be an example of somebody who's collecting healthcare data or health-related data that's not uh, governed by the privacy laws? Yeah, an, an Apple Watch. Oh, you have an Apple Watch and it's you're tracking saying. information right, now. Right, right, right. It's well, tracking health information. The FTC is like, nope, you need to so, you know, like protect even, that data. So somebody um, in that so somebody in that space who's wearing one of those rings, are you concerned about your information going somewhere or being used in nefarious ways? I I'm not concerned, me personally, um, about it being used in nefarious ways, because so what if you know my heart rate? And I but in general, you do have to be concerned because it's not me as an individual, it's as population levels, you know, what can you actually do with that data? And then it carries into, okay, do they start sharing this with insurance companies? Correct. And they say, okay, this population of people isn't doing so well, yeah. so we're gonna raise well, their rate. Well, if you, wanted, if you wanted to get health insurance, and you know, if a health insurance company could download your, you know, ordering heart rate data to see if you have, you know, any fasciculations or anything going on, you know, it might increase your premium. So that's that's what you're. That's the is a general thing. That's what the world would be worried about. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. and that's why the FTC has purview over that and is looking. At so Astenda is very careful not to, not not to go into that space. Yes. Yeah, same thing. We've done. We've, yeah. Well, it's, we don't. We go into that space, but we're aware of what those regulations are. So when we develop the systems and the solutions, that we abide by the legal regulations. Um, we do work over in Europe, so we have to be aware, yeah. very aware of GDPR and global, right. you know, privacy regulations, kind of thing. The same thing. 
Um, but even here in, in the US, you know, so, okay, so GDPR says data has to stay in country. Um, France has said our data has to stay in wow. country. Here in the US, Florida has just passed legislation that says healthcare data has to stay in Florida. <laughs> wow. And, I didn't. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. There's a lot of things about Florida we could talk about, <laughs> but, yeah. but we're not. Like we're not going to go there. Ago, Let's take a, a, a brief uh, break for underwriting or announcements, and we'll take a deep breath about Florida. Uh, we'll come back with four one one. You're listening to one hundred seven point seven The Bronx and one hundred seven seven The Bronx. Health four one one Sunday mornings at ten a.m. on one hundred seven seven The Bronx is underwritten by Capital Health. If someone you loved was sick, how far would you go to make sure they got the best care? Your mother, your sister, your best friend, your neighbor, your son? How far would you go for doctors who will meet with you longer so they really get to know you and who collaborate across disciplines so that they can devise a plan of care that's uniquely right for you? There's no doctor too far, no care too distant, that you wouldn't go there. And for more than 100 years, so has Capital Health. From our hospitals in Trenton and Hopewell, to our primary care offices all across Mercer, Bucks, and Burlington counties, to right here at Ryder University, Capital Health has the team of doctors, nurses, experts, specialists, and staff that you can count on to care as much about your loved ones as you do. Because you'd go to the ends of the earth if someone you loved was sick. And so do we, Capital Health. There's no appointment needed for this doctor's visit. Now back to the all-new Health 411, underwritten by Capital Health, Minds Advancing Medicine. 107.7 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. We are recording Health 411 from the Digital Bronx Studios on the campus of Ryder University. And we are continuing our conversation with RJ Kedziora, who is one of the founders and the solution architect and chief people officer of Astenda Solutions. And at the end of the last segment, we were talking briefly about the different privacy rules and the laws that um, that Astenda has to work with. Then there's difference between countries, there's difference between states. What about customers that you have? If a customer only works in one state or a customer works in multiple states or is an international company, how do you work with them? And is, will you work with them governing all these different rules? Yeah, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on TV. I'm not a lawyer. I don't play one on TV. Um, but we have lots of experience as an organization with global software development, global privacy regulation. So we have worked and continue to work with the, the run the gamut of countries, companies from Fortune 50 medical device manufacturing um, all the way down to startups. Um, and it's not typically the startup organization, you know, two people in the college dorm figuring out what they want to do because we are a consulting organization. Um, it, it's usually the person that's has an idea, has exited their first company, is looking to, you know, give back and do something um, meaningful in, in the healthcare arena. That's typically who we help that doesn't understand healthcare or doesn't understand technology. And, you know, the first part of that engagement is just, okay, here are the things you need to think about. <laughs> you know, you need to think, you know, we were talking about HIPAA. You need to think about HIPAA. You need to think about FTC. How are you going to do, you know, secure code development? Do you need to worry about the FDA um, or, you know, other global regulatory bodies if you, know, you want to deploy your product in the EU um, is where we can help. So it makes my day-to-day -day interesting because, you know, one minute I'll have a conversation with, you know, a large corporate organization in the next with 
you know, a small startup of, you know, 15 people. Um, how how would somebody find you to create, to create one of those conversations? Sorry. How, how, how does somebody find you to connect with you, to have that conversation with you? Our, our website, estenda.com, E-S-T-E-N-D-A.com um, is probably the easiest way. Um, my LinkedIn profile, very easy to, to reach out and, and have that conversation um, is the easiest way. Uh, we, we go to a lot of the, the healthcare related conferences, you know, wandering around kind of thing. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll usually post on the various social media challenge chat channels uh, when we're at these, we, these events, you know, search us out and have a conversation. Do you have booths? Do you do presentations or? No, we don't typically do the booths. Um, it's, it's more, we call it serendipity. We'll, you know, several okay. of us will be at a conference and we'll walk around and, so, um, just meet and greet as many right, people as right. we can. So it's sort of the low key consulting yes. kind of approach. And a lot of people <laughs> appreciate that. Um, is there a, a specific, um, industry within the, the healthcare is so many things is a lot, most of your business in one of those lanes or are you always looking to be in multiple lanes at different times? Yeah, we've, we've focused over the years much more on chronic conditions, bringing together that data that is generated um, around that and bringing it together. We talk about bringing together that clinical information and behavioral information to create a, a comprehensive picture of a, of a patient um, in developing those, those algorithms. So sometimes they're patient-facing applications. Other times they're, you know, physician facing, you know, healthcare um, professional uh, systems and applications. Very so interesting. It, so the company has been, you said you just celebrated your 20th anniversary. So it's been a long time. Where do you see it in five years, 10 years, 15 years? What sort of new solutions would you like to bring to the table? Yeah, we're getting uh, heavily involved in AI as many organizations are. We've We've done a lot of research um, in, in that arena with images, um, getting it into you know, the, the generative AI solutions these days. So definitely playing more in the AI arena, um, developing solutions along those lines, um, but continuing in the mobile health and, and the digital therapeutics. Uh, it's a very young uh, concept, um, but it is growing. Um, and that's probably our, our sweet spot of developing not only digital health applications, but those digital therapeutics with our background and having the, the PhDs on staff and, and that FDA regulatory experience. That's pretty cool. That's looking forward. I'm going to ask you, uh, looking back a little bit, and so in the world of consulting, is there something with Estenda Solutions that you're most proud of that you've been able to help achieve? Because you start, and I'm going to say, you, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit because you said you wanted to make sure you were helping people's lives. <laughs> and so and, and in, in that vein, yeah. what are you most proud of? Yeah, that, that's the key to it. It's, it's that we are helping people's lives and, and living better, you know, lives. I, you know, there's lots of those little instances uh, where we, we've done that. And it gives you just that warm and fuzzy feeling, you know, when you go to sleep at night. As we've developed systems over the years, you get, you know, the nurses, the doctors giving you these calls and be like, hey, using, you know, X that you developed, we found this that really, you know, helped this patient out. And, and that's re rewarding. 
But then it even goes on then to doing a clinical trial with a particular software to prove at a higher level. Like, okay, this works. You know, it's making a, a difference. And that just, that can experience over the years has been very valuable. Yeah. So after 20 years in the business, do you still get that sort of that jolt of excitement? Like, oh my God, it works. Isn't that cool? Yes, I do. <laughs> That's it, great. It, it, it's part of it. It starts with the very beginning of the challenge of, okay, how are we going to address the business need, the medical, the clinical need? How are we going to solve this problem? It's that, that's where I, I, you know, the the gear starts spinning, and you know, I talk about triathlon. You know, when you're sitting there swimming your laps, or you know, running, you know, a bunch of miles. It's like you just start thinking about these things, um, and it just takes up headspace. It's like, okay, here's the challenge. How are we going to approach this and get it get it done? And and just that makes it chat, uh, valuable, and, and uh, I love that. Yeah. And just to take it back, AJ, RJ, when we started the conversation and I asked you about your background, you started with, you know, mainframes and programming. And that's in the sense that hasn't changed because you're given a problem or you have a problem and you have this rudimentary code and these things like, how do I get this done? So in a sense, has, has have things really changed? It, it is, you know, I, I always, it's funny that I can start talking about decades now, you know, kind of thing it's the same ideas, you know, the, the technology is different, you know, you're not on a mainframe, you're on a cloud. Now, AWS, Azure, you know, Google Cloud. You know, so the ability, the, ch the way you solve the challenge is different. But it's still, it's understanding what the challenge is, what the user's problems are, and, and how to affect them. And it comes down to people is really what it comes down to. And, and that hasn't changed a whole heck of a lot over the years. Yeah. And I wish more students would uh, hear you say that because students who can understand and are, are willing to accept the challenge um, and, you know, and learn along the way are the best students. You don't have to know it right off the bat. It's, oh my God, this is cool. If I can fix this or solve it, it'll be sort of a cool thing. And uh, I'm impressed that you've created a, a career, a company and multiple things doing that. Is, is, so if you were to talk to some of the students that I talked to, would you emphasize those same things? Oh, absolutely, 100%. So you do need to understand the technology. You mm -hmm. do need to understand how to program. It's always interesting, you know, there are people, to, you know, broad, broad strokes, People that know a programming language, I know how to program in Java, Python, C Sharp. And then there are people that know how to write programs. It doesn't matter what language you're using. You understand the concepts of developing algorithms and understanding that user's perspective. You have to get out of that stereotypical developer mindset as, as a you are a software developer, which I did for many, many years you can very easily get into a rut of like, okay, here's the screen I'm developing. Here's how I use it. I'm, you know, I'm going to click this field and then click this field and then click that field. Well, you're not the user. 
<laughs> so the more you can understand that and keep that in mind as, as you're developing, you know, the better yeah. off you're going to be. And, and I'm happy here to talk about lifelong learning and the, the welcoming of challenges and stuff like that. that. That's as a professor talking to a lot of young people. That's really nice, really nice to hear. Um, unfortunately, Dan is giving me a signal here. Um, so that means we're sort of at the end of the segment. Um, RJ, this has been a great conversation. We're talking to RJ Kedziora, who is one of the founders of Astenda Solutions. Thank you so much for this, this conversation and participating in Health 411. This is 107.7 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. Thank you for listening. This program is part of Capital Health and Ryder University's efforts to bring people together to address issues associated with all aspects of health and healthcare. Hope today's conversation has helped inform you about Astenda Solutions, their consultation business, their custom software business, and their data analytics. If you have questions or comments about this program or want to make suggestions for future broadcasts, please email us at health411 at rider.edu. Remember, you have a doctor's appointment scheduled for every Sunday at 10 a.m. Don't miss the all-new Health 411 with Dr. Jonathan Karp and our expert medical guest from Capital Health. You can listen to Health 411 anytime on demand. Go to 1077thebronc.com slash health411 to listen to past episodes or tune in every Thursday at 9 a.m. to hear the weekend rewind edition of Health 411. Health 411 on 1077thebronc is underwritten by Capital Health, Minds Advancing Medicine. Capital Health is the region's leader in providing progressive quality patient care with exceptional physicians, nurses, and staff as well as advanced technology.